What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Guess what, Mango? What's up, Will? So I've been waiting for days to ask you this question, but have you ever heard of the Tony Danza syndrome? <laughs> Is that where you just walk around a house yelling Angelo? I think that's one <laughs> variation of it, but, but, but not the one I'm talking about here. So this is something that our friend Ken Jennings came up with. He coined this term, and it's when an actor plays a character with their same name or at least their same first name in movies or TV shows. Huh. And so Ken gave it that name because Tony Danza is, you know, kind of the king of this. And I know you could probably think of a couple examples, but he actually starred as a fictional Tony in no less than 10 movies and five separate TV shows. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess Who's the Boss, Good Cough, like, it, it's true, I didn't even think about that. Lots of other shows, too, but it actually started when he was playing the role of Tony Banta on Taxi. And so the character was supposed to be named Phil Banta, but... Because Danza had actually been working as a professional boxer at the time of his casting, and this was kind of his first big acting gig, the producers changed his character's name because they were worried that he wouldn't remember to respond to any <laughs> name but his own. So, Tony Danza syndrome. But anyway, it's a pretty fitting way to kick off the episode because today's show is all about Tonys. Let's dive in. Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Part-Time Genius. I'm Will Pearson, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Mangesh Hot Ticketer. And sitting behind the soundproof glass, holding up a boombox as he blasts Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> and it's actually on a cassette tape. I don't know if you've noticed this right outside the window. Uh-huh. That's our pal and producer, Tristan McNeil. And he's always so prepared for these shows, but mm-hmm. I, I have to admit, I was a little surprised when I saw him show up with the boombox. But anyway, Mango, I kicked this off with a fact about Tony Danza. And today's episode is, of course, filled with Tonys. But uh, where do you want to go with it here? 
Well, how about a fact about Anthony Hopkins, who isn't generally my go-to Tony, right. but I, I stumbled <laughs> into some uh, really fun research about Silence of the Lambs this week, and there's some strange things about how he got into that movie. So mm-hmm. apparently Hopkins got the script, but he almost didn't read it because he thought it was a kid's movie. He assumed Silence of the Lambs just had to do something with, like, puppets or animals or really? something, which is kind of funny. But I guess his agent or whoever put some pressure on him to read it, and he fell in love with the Hannibal Lecter character. So huh. this is actually what he told Empire Magazine, quote, I read the script and boom, I knew intuitively how to play him. I thought of him as a combination of Catherine Hepburn, Truman Capote, and Hal from 2001. <laughs> Catherine Hepburn and Hal. I'm trying to figure that one out. I don't, I don't quite understand that mashup, but uh, but okay. Yeah, I mean, it is super weird, but it obviously worked. And the most interesting thing to me that I actually never picked up on is that the whole movie, he's only on screen for about 16 minutes. I mean, Mm. the character is super memorable, but apparently it's only 14% of the movie's runtime. Oh, wow. And apparently it's it's one of the shortest lead performances to ever win an Oscar. It's probably something that bugs Sean Connery because he was actually the top pick for the role until he turned it down because he said it was too revolting. Really? He was given, they offered him that role. That's Mm -hmm. pretty interesting. All right, well, speaking of actors who've turned down roles, one of Tony Shalhoub's most beloved roles is that of Adrian Monk. And Mm -hmm. if you've watched the show, Monk, you know that this character is this kind of core Quirky, private detective. He's got OCD. Mm-hmm. But Shalhoub wasn't the first choice for the role. ABC actually wanted to hire Michael Richards, which is, it's kind of weird when, like, yeah. when you hear who turns down these roles, it's hard to picture them. But, you know, Seinfeld had just ended, and they thought pulling Kramer for the role would be huge. But after this long song and dance, Richard passed on the project because he felt that the character wouldn't allow for enough comedic possibilities. <laughs> But here's the funny part. So once Michael Richards wasn't attached to it, ABC lost interest. They decided to pass. And thankfully, the USA Network swooped in to take a chance on the show with Shalhoub in the starring role. But here's what makes this story extra satisfying. So Tony Shalhoub had actually auditioned to play Kramer on Seinfeld years before the part (laughs) went to Richard. So in a weird way, the actors have been passing roles back and forth for decades. That's so weird. And they're such different actors. You know, you don't really imagine them replacing one another. Can't imagine either in the other's role. But you know what else is funny is that I I feel like Kramer uh, or Michael Richards after Seinfeld his first show was a detective show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, so I don't know yeah. why why Monk in particular wasn't funny enough for him. But uh, there's this great story I read this week about Tony Braxton. And it's really about how Tony Braxton was discovered. So this is years before she recorded on Break My Heart. She was attending Bowie State University for a teaching degree. And then one day on her way to school, she stopped to gas up her car and, and she started singing to herself. And the gas station attendant heard her and he broached her. And apparently he was this aspiring songwriter. This guy's name was uh, William Petaway Jr. And he asked if he could work with her on some demos. And I guess she agreed. And within a few months, Braxton had actually decided to set aside teaching and became a professional singer instead. Hmm. And it's just such an unbelievable story. But this is how she explained it to NPR. Quote, I got $5 I borrowed from my dad and I went to the gas station in Annapolis, Maryland, and I had a plan. I was going to put $3 in my gas tank and keep $2 for lunch. And this gas attendant comes up to me and he's staring at me. And I'm thinking, okay, a little weird. But then he says, all of a sudden, are you a singer? And he says, no, really, I've seen you sing around the city. I'm a producer and I would love to do some demos for you. And of course, I'm thinking this is a line. He might be crazy. He works right. at a gas station. But <laughs> sometimes in life, you're at the right place at the right time. You have to take risks. And it turned out to be legitimate. 
He was the guy who co-wrote the songs that Millie Vanilli were just starting Whoa. to get some attention for in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like, like, it goes from this gas station story somehow, like, he gets this uh, song picked up by Millie Vanilli, and, and I don't know, it's just all amazing to me. Enough said. I mean, at that point <laughs> in my life, I was a huge Millie Vanilli fan. I had bought the singles, you know, all that. That's, uh, that's pretty amazing. All right, well, here's a story that's equally unbelievable to me, and it's about Tony Collette, who's been in everything from The Sixth Sense to Little Miss Sunshine to, you know, several other hits. And you might wonder how good an actress she is, but she's actually such a good actress that when she was a kid, she faked appendicitis to get out of going to school or something like that. And the doctor actually operated what? on her. So, I mean, she might be a good actress, but you do have to question that a little bit. And, and of course, nowadays she thinks of this as this total embarrassment, but still, that's impressive. I mean, that is a big commitment to the role, right? It like, really yeah. is. And apparently after the surgery, the doctor came out sort of, you know, sheepishly and said that they'd removed it, but that it was only slightly infected. Oh, that's ridiculous. And uh, actually pretty hard to top. I don't yeah. know if I have a fact that's better than that one. But here's a super, super weird one that I only found out about through Gabe. But it's about Tony the Tiger, who is apparently plagued by lewd demands from the furry community. And there's lots of evidence of this on Twitter. So basically, uh, if you look at just about any tweet from the official Tony the Tiger Twitter account in the last three or four years, you'll find like dozens of replies from this fan base. And, you know, some of them are pretty benign. They say things like, Tony, I want to smooch you. (laughs) (laughs) But then there are a whole lot more that are less family friendly and we can't hear on this episode. But in 2016, Tony started blocking the accounts from anyone who was hitting on him. But this only enraged the furry community and, and suddenly they started flooding the account. And then on January 27, 2016, Tony tweeted, I'm all for showing your stripes, feathers, etc. But let's keep things great and family friendly. Cubs could be watching. <laughs> so, unfortunately, many commentators didn't really honor this request. And eventually the real Tony Tiger Twitter account was taken down. It was relaunched as a more generic uh, Frosted Flakes account. Right. And one where the tweets aren't actually written from the mascot's perspective. So Gabe actually sent me this story. He had this great line about it. He wrote, uh, apparently we're just not mature enough as a species to handle a Twitter page that's hosted by a buff cartoon tiger. We're just not ready for that. <laughs> Maybe one day, but we're, uh, we're not there yet. But. All right, well, here's something I'd never realized. But did you know that the Tony Awards were actually named for a woman? Mm-mm. So it's this actress, Antoinette Perry. She was born in Colorado in 1888. And actually, I learned this from our pal Aaron over at Mental Floss. Uh-huh. But Tony, who spelled her name with an I, which is, of course, not how the award is spelled, she always knew that she wanted to be an actress. And she wrote about this. So here's what she says. She says, when I was six, I didn't say I'd become an actress. I felt like one. No one could convince me I wasn't. So she joined her uncle's troupe and over the years worked as a director and a producer. You know, roles really only men were getting at the time. Uh And she founded the American Theater Wing. So when she passed away, the award was created in her honor so that she would always be remembered. And while the original Tony Awards were these giant scrolls that they'd hand out to winners, they later got, you know, swapped out for the medals that we're used to now. I'd love to see those scrolls. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, we've got two more Tony facts to go. But before that, let's take a quick break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. 
Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Welcome back to Part-Time Genius, where we're talking facts about Tonys. So we only realized this during our break, but I guess you and I both chose to do our final fact on Anthony Bourdain. Mm -hmm. Did you actually read that oral history that GQ put together? I did. It was pretty incredible. It was amazing. You know, know, the whole thing, like like how shy he was, that he was clumsy, like... I, I love the fact that, like, they, they got this detail that he shows up to meetings 20 to 25 minutes early, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, his friends always would try to show up earlier to beat him, but he'd just <laughs> be there in the lounge with, like, a cup of coffee and a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. But, you know, I, I was curious how he got into food. And apparently it came from this encounter with a French oyster fisherman when he was a kid. And I guess his family had gone to France, and they wound up staying at a house right next door to the fisherman. So one day during their stay, the gentleman takes the Bourdains out on his boat, and after sailing for a while, he offers them some fresh-caught oysters for lunch. And something, I guess, just clicked with Bourdain. So this is how he describes it in his book, Kitchen Confidential. I, in the proudest moment of my young life, stood up smartly, grinning with defiance, and volunteered to be the first. I took it in my hand, tilted the shell back into my mouth, as instructed by the now-beaming Monsieur Saint-Jour, and with one bite and a slurp, wolfed it down. It tasted of seawater, of brine and flesh, and somehow of the future. I just love that. I I was also reading about the other meal he loved besides oysters, and that was the breakfast he ate whenever he was home in New York City. Uh, Apparently, he loved going to Barney Greengrass, and and he ordered what he called the best breakfast in the universe, which was egg scrambled with Nova Scotia lox and a bagel with cream cheese. And on the day he passed away, the staff of the deli set out his usual breakfast at the table. It was as a tribute. And the deli's owner told CNN, it's a sad day. He touched a lot of lives. TV makes you famous, but he never acted that way. Wow, that's heartbreaking. That's really sweet that they did that. But All right, well, after talking about two things Tony Bourdain loved, maybe we should end on a food that he really hated. So, I mean, this guy had tried all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some things that he acknowledged not loving, including the lightly grilled warthog rectum in Namibia. <laughs> yeah. But he claimed that one of the most stomach-churning foods he had ever eaten was the chicken McNugget. What? I feel like that's outrageous. Maybe yeah. he didn't have it with sweet and sour sauce. Sweet and sour, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> it changes everything. <laughs> yeah, well, here's what he told the AV Club about his experience. He said, given the choice between reliving the warthog experience and eating a McNugget, I'm surely (laughs) eating the McNugget, but at least I knew what the warthog was. Whereas with the McNugget, 
I think it's still an open question. Scientists are still wondering. (laughs) Well, I I guess you can't fault him for that. But, you know, I'm still blown away by your story of Tony Collette faking her appendicitis, you know, and fooling the doctors. I I, I do think you get the trophy for that today. Really was impressive. Well, thank you. And from Gabe, Tristan, Mango, and me, thanks so much for listening. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.